Please be advised, nothing in this podcast should be taken as therapy, medical care, or mental health care advice. Topics discussed by the host and guests reflect their own personal experiences and are not intended to replace the services of medical or mental health professionals. And please know, if you are having any thoughts of self-harm or taking your own life, please call or text 988. Help is available 24-7. No matter what, in this journey of life, we all have something. Something we're going through, something we've been through, or maybe something we're proud of, something we're grateful for. I'm Rick Schwartz, life coach, public speaker, and all-around curious guy. And my life and my curiosity and the lives of the many people I have worked with have taught me time and time again, there are challenges to overcome and there are successes to celebrate. And honestly, neither one of them are permanent. You're listening to We All Have Something, a podcast about the human experience, about embracing what we have been through, where we are, and where we want to go. A podcast about celebrating our authentic self. And I am so glad you're here with me because we're going to laugh together, we're going to cry, and in the end, we will be the better for it. So let's get started. Welcome to season two of We All Have Something, and we are in the middle of our first 14 episodes that are dropping every single day for the first 14 episodes, and then we'll go to dropping every Tuesday morning, and this season will include some guest interviews as well, but these first 14 episodes are simply going to be some short, sweet, bite-sized episodes for you to enjoy on the go, wherever you may be, and hopefully maybe get a little nugget of information that helps improve your day or your mindset or even your life. So with that said, let's jump into episode 10, Learning from Our Fears. Now, before I get started with this particular episode, I I have to admit, I almost called this episode Facing Our Fears. But the reality is, after looking over my notes, Facing Our Fears is only one thing, one portion of it. It's another to actually learn from them, a step that happens after we face them. So hence the name change. So call it what you may, Facing Your Fear or Learning From Your Fear, Either, either version of that. It can have several different meanings, though. I mean, after all, some fears are legitimate survival reflexes, <laughs> like the feeling that you should step back from the edge of a cliff because you're afraid of falling off or, you know, something of that nature. It's probably a good fear to listen to, or honestly, any other rational fear that kicks in as part of your survival instinct that prevents severe bodily harm or death. But I want to focus on a different kind of fear, the fear that can stop us from living the life we are truly meant to live, the kind of fear that stops us from stepping into our true self. And I think you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about that fear that finds its way into our mind and takes hold of our thoughts, creating an inner dialogue rooted in, I can't. I can't start eating healthy because. I I can't pursue my passion project because. I can't get those personal boundaries set because I can't live the life I want because, and the list goes on, of course. These fears are not a matter of true life and death, but they are fears that block you from truly enjoying and living your life. There are other fears, too. These are fears that rob you of the opportunity of truly enjoying and experiencing life in the moment because you are overly fearful of what might go wrong in the future. By doing this, you end up living with fear and anxiety focused on the things that have not even happened yet and very well may not even happen at all. These thoughts impact your mind and body in present time, causing you to live them as if they're actually happening, but it hasn't. 
Man, I, I have to be completely transparent here. This exact thing happened to me last week. I started down that slippery slope of worry and fear that leads to anxiety, slowly consuming my every thought about something coming up at the end of the week that may very well go exactly as planned with no issues, but I could feel the fear taking hold. The what-ifs getting louder and louder, impacting my thoughts and feelings days before it would even occur. So taking a step back, essentially what it was is I was coordinating a high-profile online event that included key participants from the West Coast, the East Coast, and the UK. I needed to make sure all of the equipment was set up and everyone would be able to communicate smoothly. And I'm happy to share, in the end, everything did go smoothly as planned. It went went perfectly, in fact. But what about earlier in the week, right? (laughs) What about that anxiety and fear that was kicking in earlier in the week? How did I overcome the fear and anxiety about what could go wrong in the coming days. And I want to preface what I'm about to tell you. This is a skill that I learned years ago that I've worked on to get to the point that now when I'm experiencing fear, depression, anxiety, anger, any of that, I have the ability now to implement these tools. But I'm sharing this with you because I want you to start thinking about it. I want to share these tools with others to see if maybe they help somebody else. I'm not saying that what I did is exactly the right way for everybody. This is how I processed it and worked through it. The first thing I did is I reminded myself that I didn't have anxiety. I reminded myself that I am not anxious but that anxiety was visiting me. I mean, in fact, honestly, if I start thinking about it, it's almost like anxiety just had this opportunity to stop by my desk at work and decided to hang out with me for a while, and I I couldn't quite shake it off. And and then as I was getting into bed, I, I noticed that anxiety was trying to lay down with me. And so the steps I take is to really kind of stop myself in the moment when I'm when I'm feeling the presence of anxiety or fear. And I ask myself, why is it here? Anxiety, what are you trying to show me? What is it that I'm supposed to know because you're here? And I want to take a step back here just for a moment. This does not necessarily apply for those with clinical depression or clinical anxiety. These are when we're going through our day-to-day life and these emotions show up for certain events or certain things, and then they ebb and flow. If you are dealing with chronic or clinical levels of depression or anxiety, then there's more to it than just this little exercise. I just want to preface that as well. I'm not saying that, oh, you know, this will help everybody. This is just the tools I use for things like this. Now, I have found that when certain disruptive emotions like fear, stress, anger, and anxiety show up, I make sure to identify it as something separate than myself. I am Rick. I am human with many complex thoughts and certain emotions that will come to me because of those thoughts. And it's also okay to have those emotions come visit and hang out because they can teach me more about what I'm experiencing. But it is equally important to make sure I do not assume that I am that emotion. Personally, I have found that the separation makes it easier for me to understand what I'm experiencing and why. This gives me the opportunity to feel the emotion while also identifying why it is there. In the case of last week, I was visited by fear and anxiety because a lot of important people were counting on things going correctly, and if they didn't, we may not be able to have the event as planned, and I don't know if we could reschedule it. The reality was, I had done all I could on my end to ensure everything went well. There were other elements out of my control, as there is for any situation. 
Therefore, anxiety and fear were showing me I really wanted things to go well, and by having a moment to think about it, it also allowed me to remember that I needed to let go of things I couldn't control and accept that I can only do so much. From there, I had to embrace that whatever happened on that day will happen regardless of worries and fears and anxiety. I will fully admit, I had to remind myself of this just about every day leading into this event, but that's okay. If anxiety and fear wanted to visit every day or multiple times a day for that matter, fine by me. It allowed me to continue to remind myself I have done all I can, I was well prepared, and everything should go smoothly. And if it doesn't, then we go from there on that moment, or on that day in that moment. The idea here, of course, is that we can't allow these conjured up fears and concerns to influence our present time when nothing has even happened at all. Now, I want to talk about one other part of dealing with fear and kind of giving you the the upper hand when you start having to deal with some of these things. This piece of gold that uh, I found, I found it years ago, and I wish I could remember where because I would give it full credit because I use it all the time, and I don't know where it exactly, it's probably one of those things I probably saw online, you know, like a, a meme or something about fear, but it's, it's still, it's really, if you pick it apart, it's more than a meme. It's an acronym for fear. F-E-A-R, F for false, E for evidence, A for appearing, R for real. False, evidence, appearing real. Now, I take that to mean if if you take the time to truly look at what you are experiencing as fear or where that fear is coming from, it's probably your mind taking false evidence and allowing it to appear as if it's real. Think about that for a moment. If you can shift your perspective just a little bit, just enough to truly ask yourself, kind of step aside and ask yourself if the fear that has come to you is based in false evidence. If it is, you essentially remove any and all power that that fear has over you. And if it isn't, if you can seriously look at it and go, no, this evidence is true, then you can take action on what is going on. You can prepare yourself and you can can take a different perspective on it. But when you start to look at it, and if it becomes false evidence that, that your mind is making it appear as if it's real, well, I promise you, it is a, a behavior worth practicing. It really empowers you to take everything to the next level working through this. And as I wrap up this episode, I want to remind you, like I said, when I was kind of referencing myself in this, we are humans. We experience a, a very deep, complex, rich pool of emotions every single day. The goal of really learning from our fears is not to tuck them away, not to pretend they don't happen, not to pretend they don't have value, but literally the, the title, learning from the fears, is to have the opportunity to not let the fears freeze us in place and stop us from moving forward in life and experiencing life to its fullest, but instead to almost embrace them. Embrace those emotions and learn from them, reflect from them, keep them sometimes at arm's length so you can identify them for what they are, and then better understand what it is you want to learn from them or can learn from them. There's great value in that, and it it takes time. And I also want to add one more time at the end of this as well. For those dealing with chronic anxiety, depression, or fear-based things that are at a clinical level, I'm not saying these tools are going to work for you. I'm, I encourage you to try them because, hey, I'm a, I'm a fan for trying whatever might work. But if you're at a level where you need assistance beyond just listening to a podcast and getting different ideas from books, I encourage you to reach out for help. There are a lot of different therapy groups out there. There's different programs you can look into. 
and so much more. I also want to wrap this up by saying thank you. Thank you for everyone who, all the new subscribers to this podcast. Uh, there's been a couple episodes that have been shared quite a bit and, and really increased our listenership in the audience. I appreciate that. Those of you who reached out on social media and, and have comments and thoughts about these episodes, I appreciate you as well. If you got anything out of this episode or previous episodes you listened to, please feel free to share this episode or just the podcast website in general. Though that's really what it's about is, is word of mouth, making a difference, sharing this information with as many people as possible. Those like yourself who can gain from this, a little aha moment, whatever it may be, share it, share away, <laughs> leave a review too, give us some stars. You know, that helps the algorithm and getting this podcast into the hands and ears of those who need this kind of information as well. And you can always go to my website, CoachRickSchwartz.com, to get in touch with me, find out where my social media is, everything else. And as always, the links are below in the show notes of this episode and all the previous episodes. So with that, I'm going to say what I always say. Have a good one, everybody. Everybody.